Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Or if you're new, then welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you for listening. And as always, I hope you enjoyed the episode that I have for you today. Um, I mentioned in the last episode what I wanted to talk about, or I mentioned it briefly, um, kind of like as an idea for an episode, but I wasn't really sure if I was going to actually like record it, but then I thought, yeah, I want to talk about it, so that's what I'm going to do. I mentioned how I am working on a short stories collection, and this short stories collection has actually been in works longer than Mandelisi has. Um, so this started well before Mandelisi actually, like, you know, started after the, uh, before the writing for that began. Um, and it's a collection of short stories which are heavily inspired by real dreams from both my childhood and even dreams as far as up to now, uh, recently. None of the stories are connected to each other. They are separate narratives uh, with separate characters and plots and settings. There is no correct order to read the stories in. It's however you please. If you want to read it chronologically and go from beginning to end of uh, of the book, you can do that. If you want to flip around and read whatever one you want before whatever one you want, then go ahead. Um... But I thought it'd be cool if I made an episode of the podcast talking about the dreams that inspired the stories because the stories are based on the dreams, but they aren't exact retellings of the dreams. Uh, whereas in in this podcast episode, I'm going to be literally talking about the dreams, like not the fictionalized versions, but the actual dreams that I had, um, you know, that the stories are based on. And I'm going to talk about them in the order of how I kind of have them listed in the book. Um, So yeah, I think it'll be a pretty cool episode. And without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, so the first story uh, is called Automaton, and it's based on a dream that I had when I was, God, I want to say around five, between five and seven years old. Um, It was when I lived in my old apartment before I I moved to where I live now. Obviously, I'm not going to give my address for private uh, privacy reasons, but it was when I lived in my old apartment, and in the dream, it was around Christmas time. In real life, it was like August, um, but in the dream, it was Christmas time, and we were setting up the house for Christmas, and there was a family get-together, and, you know, everything was, was all bright and cheery. There was Christmas movies playing on the TV. We had one of those old uh, box, box, like, tube TVs, because this was, this was back in 2000, between 2005 and 2007, um, I, I was born in the year 2000, so when I say, you know, it was when I was five or seven, that was between 2005 and 2007, um, 
I don't remember exactly when it happened. I just remember that it happened. Um, there were, you know, Christmas movies playing on the TV. There was Rudolph the Red, uh, Red, Re Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, was one of them. Um, you know, I think Santa Claus is coming to town, and so on and so forth. And then things suddenly start to take a turn in the dream. I remember sitting with the family at a dining room table and we were eating. I don't know where the hell this yawn came from, but geez. Anywho, we were sitting at the table eating dinner and all of a sudden everybody just disappeared. And the tree we had set up, and there was also a reef on the door. Um, it was, like, all rotten and uh, decaying and, you know, kind of bad-looking. Uh, very ugly and, and kind of, you know, distraught. And the lights that were, like, strung up around the house and stuff were all broken. And, and you know, and everybody in the house disappeared. And I remember going over to the TV, which turned to, to static, and all of a sudden a hand pulled, or sorry, a hand reached out of the TV, and a face came out of the, the um, came out of the TV with the hand, and I mean, it... It looked like a mannequin. Uh, hold on a second. Okay, yeah. See, the definition of an automaton is a, a moving mechanical device made an imitation of a human being. And that's why I named the story Automaton, because this thing looked like a, a mannequin, kind of, a little bit, but it was made out of static, and it had a... So, sort of like a, a, a gaping mouth with like rows of sharp teeth and it was just like chomping on the air just like chomp 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 and it had these empty sockets where its eyes should have been um and I remember it pulling me inside of the tv and as I was being pulled into into the tv I, I turned around and all of a sudden I saw my mother there and she was sitting on the couch and um, she was looking at me going into the TV, but her eyes were all black, her head was tilted to the side, and her mouth was gaping open in a, a scream. And I, it, it was like she was frozen in a, in a scream. She wasn't actually screaming, but her face was frozen in like the, a look of a scream. And I remember waking up screaming from that dream and I remember my mother rushing into the room obviously to see what the hell happened because I, I woke up you know screaming and I, I wish I had more to tell you about that dream but I don't remember much about it besides that um so yeah that's what the first story is based on um obviously it's fictionalized but I, I, all of the stories are fictionalized. Like I said in the beginning of this, they're not direct retellings. 
They are based on the dreams, but the things I'm telling you now are me directly retelling you what happened in these dreams. And I'm kind of giving you the dreams that inspired the stories. You get it. If you listen to my intro, you understand. Let's move on to the next one. The next dream, or the next story in the collection of short stories, is called White Ta uh, Tax. And it's not tax as in T-A-X-S, or T yes, T-A-X-T-A-X-E-S, whatever, tax, taxes. It's tax as in T-A-C-K-S, as in like thumbtacks, like the tax you put in your wall. Uh, yeah, it's white tax, like tax that you put in, in your wall that are colored white. Yes. Um, so this one actually, uh, this is a dream that happened pretty recently. This was, um, oh God, when was this? This was either my, my sophomore year or my junior year of high school. So pretty recently. And um, in this dream, I woke up in my bedroom. You ever have a dream where like you wake up in the dream and you think you're actually awake because you woke up like you woke up and you really feel like you woke up but there are a few things that were off with my environment uh for one I have this lamp in my room that it's a tall lamp and it's blue and installed in it is one of those smart led lights that you can connect to your phone and um like change the colors and the 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 brightness of the light and so on and so forth. You know, like one of those Philip Hue lights where you can, uh, you know, connect it to like the home app on your iPhone or whatever if you have Android or so on and you can change the colors or the temperature or the, the brightness or so on. Uh, I have one of those. And, which I mean, a lot of people do. It's not like a, whatever, you get the idea. Uh, I have one of those. But in the dream... I have ugh, words form properly. Okay, in real life, I have this tall blue lamp with this color-changing light bulb installed, and it's right next to my door. In the dream, it was replaced with a silver lamp that was way smaller. Um, it was like the size of a desk lamp, like one of those, like, well, actually, no, you know those, like, reading lamps? Those like those reading lamps, yeah, it was like the size of that, um, small, and it was not an LED light either that was installed in it. It was a incandescent bulb, and it was sitting in the middle of the room, which is odd because the regular lamp, uh, the real the real one that I have is next to my door. Um, it's not directly next to it. It's like you go into my my room, right? And there's a bookshelf and then there's the lamp. So you have a bookshelf and then like, so it goes door, bookshelf, and lamp. So it's like, it's next to the door, but not right next to the door. Um, it's next to the bookshelf that's next to the door. This lamp, however, was in the middle of the room and the light coming out of it was really bright, but yet it wasn't lighting up the room at all. So it was an extremely, like, bright, like, you, you felt like you could go blind by looking at it. And yet, even, like, you know, two feet in front of it, just nothing was, like, visible. Like, it, it was, like, 
barely, barely lighting up the room. Uh, and in front of my face, because I was sitting on the bed looking directly in front of me, there, my, 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 my wall, the wall right in front of me, was covered with tacks, like thumbtacks, all the way from the top corner, like all the way down to the bottom, filling up the entire wall. Like the whole thing was covered in tacks. And I remember hearing my mother call me downstairs, which isn't really a, a, an alarming thing for me because that's something that happens normally, uh, whether she needs my help with something or so on and so forth. So that's not really that much of a cause of alarm. So I go downstairs and I, I see my mother lying on the couch with her back turned towards me and I walk over to her and and by the way in this dream my hallway is way way longer than it actually is um like it was severely stretched out it was way longer than it actually is uh but I walk over to her and she flips over and she has the face of a pig and I actually referenced this in Mandalisi in chapter six I don't want to spoil too much but in chapter six there's a hallucination scene where Matthew sees his wife Crystal with the head of a pig and that's where the inspiration came from the inspiration for that came from this dream which is also what the white tax story is inspired by um <clears throat> Yeah, the, the short story White Tax and Chapter 6 of Mandalisi share this similarity because they're both based on the, on the same dream. They are both based on the same dream. That's why they share this similar thing of the two characters having the head of a pig. Because in this dream, my mother had the head of a pig. Um, I, I, I woke up right after that. There was no, there, there's no further continuation of that dream i just i i woke up but obviously i didn't like calmly woke up i was pretty pretty scared um let's see what's the next one? <clears throat> oh, the black dog yes okay now i actually didn't know about the black dog like the legend like the the, the phantom black dog or whatever um until after i had this dream and i decided to look it up so, this is another dream where I woke up in my dream and I thought I was actually awake. Uh, I walked downstairs, and it was around like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I went to get myself a late-night snack, and I look out the window, because the window is open. The window in my kitchen, that is. Uh, which is very unusual. Normally, at night, we lock all the windows, we lock all the doors, and the blinds are shut, and you know, um, especially me, I'm a very privacy centric person. I, 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 I like my privacy. Um, uh, so at night my windows are closed, my doors are closed, my blinds are shut. Um, but in this dream, my window was wide open and I remember seeing this dude walk past my door. And or sorry, past my window, or I guess technically that yes, they walked past my door too, but they passed my window, and you couldn't see any features. It was just like a silhouette of a man. 
and all of a sudden, about a few seconds after that, this ginormous dog jumped up at the window. It was like a Rottweiler, uh, but it was all black, and it, it wasn't even just that its fur was black. It looked like it was covered in oil. It looked like it was... It, it looked like it had just swam in a pool of oil. Um, and its mouth was stretched in this horrific, horrific, hor in this horrific grin, <laughs> uh, from ear to ear. I mean, it, it, it was this horrible, nasty snarl, and it was drooling and foaming at the mouth, and its eyes were bloodshot, and they were wide open as if they were being forced open. They weren't just open regularly, it was like they were being forced open, um, like the skin around the eyes were actually pulling um up like 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 the skin around the eyes was pulling to keep the eyes open that's what it looked like and it was barking without moving its mouth and it was banging its head on the window and you know there was like blood on the window from when it hit it and i remember being so terrified and and there i i would like move to where to um because the way my house is set up there's like the door and the door has the window and then there's this little like i i guess this like mid wall thing where like the stove and uh the oven and the fridge are and then there's like a window so you you walk through, or sorry, you you see the door, and then there's this kind of island-like thing where the fridge and the stove and stuff are. The it's kind of like um, mid wall. It's like middle of the room wall thing, and then there's a window. So I move from where the window is to where the door is, and the dog follows me. It literally follows me directly to the door and starts barking at the window that's at the door. Uh, the, 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 the door's window. And I remember being so scared that I literally just curled up in a ball on the floor. And I don't even know what woke me up, but I remember waking up on my bed being utterly confused because it was a vivid dream. Like, I thought it was actually happening. I, I really, truly believed that it was happening. So you can understand my confusion when I when, when I, I woke up in my bed uh, and I was kind of just distraught about this for a while. And I, I would sit there utterly confused about what had happened. <clears throat> the next story, um, the next dream is called Foggy Stairs. And this is another one where it doesn't really start with me waking up, but I left my room and I noticed a fog on the stairs. It was a low rolling fog and okay, it, you know, those fog machines that make that like low, like rolling fog that rolls across the floor. It was like that, but it was going down my stairs and there was no, 
uh, noticeable cause of this fog. It just kind of seemingly came out of nowhere. And it was rolling down the stairs. And I walked down into my kitchen because that's where my mom was standing. She was in the kitchen. And I, I look to her and I say, do you know where the fog on the stairs is coming from? And she looks at me and she goes, what fog on the stairs? And I say, yeah, there's a, a fog on the stairs. And she's like, oh, that's really weird. Let me take a look. So she walks up to my room, which, by the way, is right at the top of the stairs. Um, and from my perspective, I'm looking from the bottom of the stairs up into my room where she is. Because my door is, like, wide open. And she's facing... How can I explain this? Okay, you, when you look up and then you turn to look in the left direction, that's the, the direction that she was facing. From Okay, imagine you or me, right? And you're standing at the bottom of the stairs and you're looking up. She was facing the left direction from your perspective, okay? Yeah. So she was facing the left. Um... And she gets down on one knee, and she kind of turns as if she's going to look under my bed. And she says, huh, I can't seem to find the source of this fog. And then all of a sudden, her head, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing, but, like, it, it wasn't funny when I, I, I saw it. It actually terrified me. Um, she turns her head, like, in a snap, and her face is horrifically twisted. Um... It's as if her face was, like, made out of putty and someone stuck their hand on it and twisted their hand to, to make her face look all twisted. And I ran out the door. Uh, and when I stepped outside, my house was gone. It was completely gone. And I was standing on this, this little tiny island that was in this middle, uh, in the middle of this, like, it was like a murky swamp area, and there were a lot of dead trees, and the whole area was, like, surrounded by fog. Now, the thing that makes this really peculiar is because about a year or two after I had this dream, I discovered that the area that I live in used to be a swamp. Uh, the place where my home is right now, at one point in time, uh, before the 1970s, actually, uh, it used to be a swamp. And so I found this very peculiar that I would have a dream where my house is replaced with a swamp when the area and the land used to be a swamp. Now, if I found this information out before I had the dream, then that would make sense. But I didn't know this until about a year or two after I had the dream, so I think it's very peculiar. Okay, let's see what's next. Oh, yes. Okay. So, the next one up, the next story, the next dream, it's called Cat Vomit. And this one has to do with my cat, Jasmine, who is one of the sweetest cats I think I've ever owned. Um, she's an extremely friendly, uh, down-to-earth cat. Uh, usually gets along with people. Uh, um, although she can be a little, like, reserved and untrustworthy at times, she is generally a friendly cat. Uh, 
Um, you know, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm petting Jasmine, which is a normal thing. You know, I like, you know, Jasmine comes up on my lap and she, you know, gets petted by me. It's not a weird thing. It's not a sign for alarm, not anything that would really make me think that I was dreaming. Um, but then, and I, I know the, I, I know the argument like, oh, well, if you knew you would, you fell asleep, wouldn't you know that you're dreaming? Not necessarily because some dreams are so vivid that you don't realize you are asleep. Like some dreams are so vivid and so realistic that no, you can't always tell no. Um, you know, I, I had no reason to think that it was a dream. And all of a sudden, she vomits up something that looks like blood. Only it wasn't blood, it was red acrylic paint. And as you can imagine, this is the point where the dream started to take a turn for the worse. She then vomits out orange paint and yellow paint. And I jump up from the couch. And obviously this knocks her off me because I jump up. And I'm backing away towards the living room door. So I'm not like, I'm not walking forwards to it. I'm backing away to it. And she's slowly creeping towards me. And she pukes out green paint and then blue paint and then purple paint. And it's, a, it's this like horrific rainbow loop of paint just being vomited out of my cat. And when I get close enough to the door, I quickly open it. And I, I kind of like, I kind of like quickly open it and go out and close the door um so she can't follow me out and in the dream i had my blinds shut and this was the, the dream happened during the daytime by the way so like it, it well not like literal like real life daytime but you know what i mean like the dream was set during the, the daytime um and I I remember Jasmine peeking her head out the door. Or sorry, not the door. Out. She looked through the blinds of the window. That's what I meant to say. She didn't peek her head out the door. She looked through the blinds of my window. And she she's a macro tabby cat. I'll actually, she has an Instagram page. I'll put a link down below um, in the episode notes so you can see her Instagram page and you can see images of what she looks like. Uh, but she is a, she's a European short hair with a mackerel tabby fur pattern. And her fur is, in the dream, uh, her fur became this very psychedelic, like, mirage of colors. And her eyes became, like, little tiny silver pinpricks they weren't like regular like full-size cat eyes they were really tiny silver dots on her forehead and when she meowed it was the most most horrifically distorted thing i think i've ever heard and you know i hate to conclude this dream with a and then i woke up but that's how it happened you know there's nothing else to the dream besides that but I find it really, really bizarre to, you know, dream about my cat like that. Um, because in real life, she's a very, very sweet cat. Um, 
and you know there there are other dreams I've had about her that aren't you know other dreams that I didn't turn into short stories um one for instance where she was sitting on my floor looking at my closet and then I go over to pet her and she starts like aggressively attacking me and I I I mean aggressive I don't mean just like a bat or like a hiss or whatever like it was an aggressive attack uh, which is something that she would not do. It is just not something that she would do. Um, I mean, I've had this cat for 11 years. It's not something that she would do. Um, let's see. Next story, next story, next story. Okay, the next one is called It Looks Like Pus. And as you can imagine, with a title like It Looks Like Pus, it's kind of a gross story, but... In the dream, I'm in this high school bathroom. It was it's this, this girl's bathroom, and don't ask me why I was in a girl's bathroom. I wouldn't do that in real life. I it's a fucking dream. I don't know why, but I was. And this must have been like. It it, it was almost like, I was looking out of time, before I was born because my mother was in the bathroom, except she was like high school student age. Um. And she's in the corner of the room, like, crying. And I go over, like, you know, like, hey, what's wrong? And she she opens her eyes, because she, she was crying, like, with her eyes closed. And her eyes are, like, filled with this pus. And all of a sudden, her face multiplies into two, and then three, and then four, and so on. And her face keeps multiplying until... Eventually, what happens is she kind of falls backwards onto the wall, and her head flattens into the wall, and the faces keep spreading onto the wall like a virus. And I remember, because I have my hand on her shoulder, and my hand becomes stuck to her shoulder like it's been glued on. And it stays stuck there for a while until eventually it does become unstuck. And all the faces merge together and they actually become one giant face. And next thing you know, I'm in this laboratory. Because you know how dreams work sometimes where they, they just suddenly change like locations or so on. Like you'll be in one room and then you're in another the next moment. Um, so all of a sudden I'm in this laboratory. And this flesh wall thing, this like face, a giant wall face, is being observed by a team of researchers. And this face has these four holes in each corner. And it has no nose. It has nostril holes, but no like actual nose. And there's this research lady that walks up to the face. And this it's almost like a scorpion tail type thing comes out from where this thing's mouth is and it stabs into the research worker and it starts pumping this woman full of this pus and when you look over at the face uh uh uh, uh the like the giant wall face thing um it has this same pus leaking out of its eyes and its nose holes and uh, its mouth. 
and it's also leaking out of like all of the holes like in each four corners of of the the, the face um and all of a sudden the woman's face starts to multiply in the same way that the young version of my mother's did and that's where that dream ends and yeah i mean it, i i know sometimes like i might trip over my words and stuff and i might have to backtrack i'm trying to obviously tell you them to the best of my memory and I feel like, you know, me describing the dreams is a lot different than actually experiencing them. Uh, if you if you know what I'm trying to say, like, you hearing about the dreams is different than me actually experiencing them. So I'm trying to, you know, tell you how it happened to the best of my ability, but it's never really going to compare to what I actually saw in, when I was experiencing it. But I will try my best. And if I slip over my my words or I stumble or I have to backtrack, then I do apologize for that. But that happens sometimes. Okay, so we got, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left. Oh, we're 33 minutes in and there's seven left. This could end up being a long episode, but, you know. The next one is called What's Real, and this is a dream that I had during summer camp. Uh, it was my second year going at summer camp, so this was my junior year of high school. Because I, 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 I attended summer camp uh, my sophomore year of high school and my junior year of high school. It was a Christian summer camp back when I actually was a Christian. Now, uh, as I've mentioned in several episodes, I consider myself... Um, agnostic, but I kind of lean towards atheism, but I'm not entirely convinced by atheism, so I, I call myself agnostic. But this is when I was like a full-blown Christian. Um, and in the dream, I'm back in my bedroom, and my window is open, and there's a cat sitting on my window, but it's not Jasmine, it's a different cat. And they're not like aggressive or anything, there's, they're, they're, they're kind of just sitting at the window, and I <clears throat> I remember going to close my window, and every time I close it, it would slide back open on its own. It would just slide back open as if it were, as if it were magnetized into the open position. So whenever I would go to close it, it would just automatically snap back to being open. And I thought this was odd. So I go downstairs and I, I consult my mother. And don't worry, she doesn't go back up into my room like the other one. Uh, this happens a little different. Um, this isn't like the foggy stairs one where she goes into my room and her face gets all twisted. Um, I talk to her about my door, not my sorry, not my door, my window clo not closing. And she's like, oh, that's weird. Let's talk to the neighbor and see if they can uh, do something about it and, and see if there's something wrong with the window. So we go outside and we consult the neighbor. And nothing's out, well, besides the, the window not closing, nothing's really out of the ordinary here uh, at this point. 
Well, I, besides the window not closing and the random cat in my, my window. Um, and the neighbor goes into the house and she goes up to my room. And from my perspective, I'm standing outside my house looking up into my bedroom window. And all of a sudden, this little girl appears in my window. Now, keep in mind, like I said, we sent the neighbor into the house to check out the window. But instead of the neighbor appearing, this little girl appeared. And she had these glowing white eyes. And she was wearing this... It kind of looked like a hospital gown. Um... It was like a light sky blue colored hospital gown. She said, look, mommy, I died. And all of a sudden, I kid you not, just like that, as soon as she said that, I woke up. I'm sorry, I didn't wake up. Hold on. I didn't wake up. I uh, appeared in front of a church. And it's this large church with these big red doors. And I step inside the church and there's this big curtain and the curtain has this scene of a pirate ship it's a pirate ship at battle and i step through the curtain and there's another curtain and this happens on a loop and i loop through the curtains over and over and over again until eventually i reach a tube it's like a tube slide that goes down into into this basement compartment of the church and when I slide down the tube slide, I'm transported into a helicopter. And the helicopter is circling this giant uh, skyscraper building. It's this giant cylindrical building. And from the ground up, every, I want to say, six windows. So you go like one, two, three, four, five, six. Every like six windows, there's this ring around the building that's about the width of one one window sort of like from the top to the bottom it's about the width of one window pane okay um and it's wrapping around the whole building and this happens every six windows or so and this helicopter is circling this building and i remember waking up at 7.30 in the morning. And I, I remember that vividly. I woke up around 7.30 in the morning. And then I went out with my cabin. And I did all the daily camp activities. And I never mentioned the dream to literally anybody except for right now. So, yeah. If you're, if you're one of my camp counselors and you're listening to this. This is a dream I had while I was in your summer camp. And I didn't mention it until right now, so you're welcome. Next story up. Next dream. Blah, blah, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. It's called Walls of Flesh. This is a short one. It's kind of a disturbing one. I am in a house. With the walls, as the dream is named, or the story, sorry, but I guess adequately the dream too, where the walls are made out of skin. And I 
look out the window. And I see my mother walking past the window and she's carrying a dog. Except it's not a normal dog. It is a flattened dog. And it also looks like a decaying corpse of a dog. So it is a rotten corpse of a dog and it's also flattened like a bearskin rug. And she's carrying it past the window. And that's a that's all there is about that dream. It's a very short dream. Uh, I'm so basic rundown. I'm in this house where the walls made out of flesh. I look out the window, and my mother's carrying this flattened, decaying dog past the window. Uh, so that's that one. There's another one that follows this one. Uh, it's called He Followed My Home. And He Followed Me Home is a dream where I was shopping at this store and um, I think it was like Walmart or Target or whatever and I'm walking back to the car and this man follows me out of the store and he follows me all the way home but the thing is he's not driving a car following me He's walking behind my car. Like, I'm driving at a regular speed, but he's walking. He is walking behind my car. And you'd think, like, oh, you just, like, drive away and, like, you know, you, you'd lose him. But, like, not in this dream because he was always there. He was always behind the car. And I remember, like quickly rushing into my house and locking the door and instead of like the regular living room and dining room and so so on when you enter my house there was a spiral staircase and I remember running down the spiral staircase and it would just never end I would just keep running down the stairs um let's see what else okay so I, I actually want to skip over a few and there's one specific one I want to talk over it's called the skeptic and this is one of the most recent dreams that I had that I am writing the short story about and I think after this dream I'm going to wrap this episode up um so I kind of wanted this one to be like the the last like finale one um oh boy okay <laughs> Alright, so the dream is not actually about me. I'm kind of like this outside force that's observing what's going on. So it's not from my perspective. Well, it is from my perspective, but it's not about me. Like I said, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of in this third person perspective where I'm experiencing it from an outside point of view. And in the dream, there's this actor who is on this film set. And the film set is basically this, this village, right? It's this, like, village. And he's inside this house that's obviously not a real house. It's a set house. And he steps outside the door. And looking immediately out in front of the house, the, the set house, there's a row of houses on the left there's a row of houses on the right. And 
Oh, man, this stuff like this makes me wish I had a visual feed. When I said left, I pointed to the right, and when I said right, I pointed to the left. <laughs> I wish I had a video feed, like, of the episode so you could see me do that. <laughs> um... <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Any, 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 anywho. So there's these rows, row of houses, and right in front of where you're looking, there's a hill that goes up. Uh, and, like, the road that leads to the set is, like, behind the house. So, like, in front, there's, like, this hill, and then blah, blah, blah. You get it. Um, and this film crew walks up to this dude. There's this woman. There's this guy. And they walk up to him. And then they're consulting him about something to do with the movie or whatever they're filming. And all of a sudden, this woman, this old, like, elderly woman, pops out of one of the houses on the set. And, which is odd, because they're not actually real houses. And she, she, she explains that there's something in her house that is terrifying her some like ghost or some presence in her house that's scaring her and the actor and the other guy um, because I mentioned there was this guy and this woman that walked up to him uh, the actor and this other guy were kind of skeptical and the other guy says all right I'll, I'll go in and check it out so he walks into the house and when you look in the house like immediately upon entering the doors there's a staircase that goes up it's not uh, like a living room it's not a dining room it's not a kitchen it's literally a staircase that goes up and um okay you ever like go to someone's house and when you enter their door there's a staircase that goes up to like another door that actually enters into their house it was kind of like that um, so if you can visualize that, you can kind of visualize what it was like. So when you enter the door, there was a staircase there. And he walks up the stairs, uh, and then he gets about halfway up, and then he turns around and walks out, and he's all hyperventilating. And, you know, he goes to shut the door, and it gets to about a crack. So, like, the door is open just a smidge. And this horrific mirage of faces appears at the door. It's this big amalgamation of faces. And it's screaming. And the woman that popped out of the house, um, she rushes over and slams the door shut. And she, like, locks the door. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to see that. And the actor... And the other guy are hyperventilating and, like, panicking. And they're, you know, go going going crazy. Like, they're, they're, they're freaking out. And I pretty much woke up right after that. Um, <clears throat> oh, you know what? There's another dream I want to talk about real quickly. Um, it's not one that I'm writing a short story about, but it's one that happened pretty recently, and I thought it was a little strange and thought I might mention it here. Uh, in the dream, 
there was this piranha plant in my room. Uh, you know, like the Mario piranha plants, but it was obviously realistic looking. It didn't look like a cartoon character. It looked like a realistic thing. And it was shooting these balls at me that looked like... They almost looked like grapes with the flesh peeled off. Um, yeah, very weird. It was shooting these things at me for some reason. Um, couldn't explain it even if I tried. I have no idea why I dreamed about that. No idea. I'm not writing a story about it, but I thought I'd mention it here. So... <laughs> Yeah, and there are other ones that are being written about that I didn't want to mention here. Uh, there's one called I Live Alone. There's one called I Don't Have a Dog. There's one called Officer Doppelganger. Uh, these are all stories that are obviously based on dreams, but I didn't want to mention them here. Um, so I guess you'll just have to read about them. To whenever, Whenever I publish this collection of short stories whenever that happens you'll just have to read about them um but with that being said i i want to thank you for listening i hope you found these stories interesting um because they are real dreams and like i mentioned you know i i try to articulate the best that i can uh if i trip over my words or i have to backtrack i apologize for that um, but they are real dreams, and they're the inspirations for the short stories that are being written in my Somni short stories collection. So, you know, this short stories collection holds a bit of value to me because it's based on actual, like, real dreams that I've experienced. Obviously fictionalized, obviously, you know, it's not just directly me telling you the dreams, like in this episode here. It's about fictional characters in situations that are inspired by these dreams. Um, but, you know, I, I, I definitely enjoyed making this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I know, like I said before, me telling you the dreams is different than me experiencing them. So you hearing about them in this form is never going to actually compare to me directly experiencing the dream, but I did, or dreams, because uh, I mentioned more than one, dreams. Um, but I did try to convey them as best as I could. I really, truly, genuinely hope you enjoyed this, ep this, this episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, you know what to do. Um, all my social media links are down below. Like the Facebook page, follow the Twitter, follow the Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, especially because I am still thinking about doing a video feed version of the podcast. So if you want to subscribe to the channel, it's down below. Because um, if I do that, you'll definitely be happy that you hit the, that subscribe button. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to end this episode here. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.